0: I have been delivering sermons now for 44 years without measurable effect. (laughs) Violence, greed, injustice, I've preached against them all and they're still with us. The comedian Phyllis Diller said that she stayed married for 26 years, but she should have known early on that the marriage was doomed. For our first wedding anniversary, Phyllis said, my husband, Fang, gave me luggage. It was packed. But even though it took her 26 years, Phyllis finally got wise. It wasn't working. Me, I'm still preaching. Now, I know that it is difficult. For Unitarian Universalists to measure success, evangelical preachers after all can count the number of people who give themselves to Jesus, but it's tougher for us as it is in all things religious. I I love the story of the young Unitarian Universalist boy who was engaged to be married to a young woman who had grown up in high church Anglicanism. And so, in order to acquaint her fiancé with the complexities of a high church Anglican service before their wedding, she took him one day to Sunday service at Christ Church Cathedral in Oxford. And throughout the service, the young man was kneeling and leaping up and chanting and reading from the Book of Common Prayer until finally, sweating and exhausted, he, he took out his handkerchief and he wiped his brow and he laid his handkerchief over his lap to dry. And when she saw this, the young woman leaned over to him and she said, darling, is your fly open? To which the rattled young man replied, no, no, but should it be? (laughs) So it's much harder for us, but I'm going to try one more time to have a measurable impact on the world. (laughs) And I'm going to do that by speaking first about Roger Williams. That's the guy, remember, who founded Rhode Island. Now, Roger Williams was a bit of a nutcase. And the colony that he founded, Roger Williams, uh, Rhode Island, the colony became the refuge for every flower child and ne'er do well in the new world. There weren't really any Unitarians or Universalists back then, but if they had been, they would all have been shacked up in Rhode Island. (laughs) Eating Rhode Island delicacies like Quahogs and Johnny Cakes, and Rhode Island's greatest contribution to culinary glory, the chow mein sandwich. That's a a scoop of chow mein between two pieces of Wonder Bread. Mm, (laughs) Mmm, good, good. The Puritans used to call Rhode Island the sewer of New England. Now, they were speaking theologically. They'd never even heard of the chow mein sandwich. <laughs> What's interesting to me about Roger Williams, however, is this. Roger Williams referred to the Native Americans as barbarians. I know that doesn't sound too enlightened, but of course all Europeans referred to the Native Americans as barbarians in the mid-17th century, but Roger Williams believed that despite the fact that Native Americans were self-evidently barbarians, they also had rights. They should not be coerced, for example, into abandoning their religious beliefs. They should actually be paid for the land that the Puritans stole from them. Now, that was a particularly pernicious idea to the Puritans. That's what got Roger Williams kicked out into the wilderness of Rhode Island. And why did Roger Williams believe, contrary to virtually every other European of his day, why did he believe that even barbarians had rights? Well, the obvious answer is that he believed that they were children of God. But all the Puritans believed that. Roger Williams believed something else. He believed that only God could say who was or was not his child. And that our job as human beings was in the meantime to create a civil order fit for all. In other words, he believed that all it took to make somebody eligible to be treated decently was that they be a human being. They didn't have to be Puritans. They didn't have to be saved. They didn't have to be rich. They didn't have to be white. They could even be barbarians and yet we had to extend them simple basic kindness. Do you, do you have any idea how radical a thought that was in 1682? Do you have any idea how radical a thought that is in 2014? If Unitarian Universalism stands for anything at all, it stands for the notion that the names that we apply to human beings, Muslim, illegal immigrant, foreigner, criminal, disabled, disfigured, barbarian, that names do not wipe out a person's claim to be treated with fundamental decency. This is very important because unlike the mainstream Puritans of Roger Williams' day, and unlike Wahhabi Muslims in Saudi Arabia today, and unlike ultra-Orthodox Jews in the occupied territories today, and unlike Christian identity fundamentalists all over this country today, Unitarian Universalism finds virtue, human virtue, not in some special group to which we belong, not in some special faith that only the initiated can claim, and not even in our common identity as children of God. Unitarian Universalism finds human virtue in our common frailty, in the fact that every single one of us laughs and breathes and defecates and bleeds. So how do we Unitarian Universalists bring this conviction home, make these values live? Well, in a thousand different ways, but one of the best of them is the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee. UUSC has been around for 74 years, ever since it started rescuing Jewish victims of the Nazis, Jewish victims, the barbarians of their day, Today we work in 22 foreign countries and here in the United States almost always in partnership with groups of people whom their societies consider barbarians. We do four things. We fight for the human right to water. We work for economic justice. We protect political liberties. And wherever there's a major disaster around the world, we're there. As we are today, for example, in the Philippines, reaching out to forgotten people who have been overlooked by their governments, by the United Nations, by international aid agencies, finding the most innovative partners we can who are doing entrepreneurial, exciting work, and doing it all for a very modest amount of money. I want to give you just three quick examples of what we do. For many years, a large Canadian mining company called Gold Core was allowing toxins from its mines in Guatemala to seep into the water supply of 18 communities of Mayan Indians. Now, Mayan Indians in Guatemala have no power. They are the barbarians of Guatemalan society. So UUSC sent a couple of Unitarian Universalist mining engineers from Colorado State University to Guatemala to document the damage that Gold Corps was doing. And then the Indians and we took the case to the Inter-American Commission for Human Rights. And guess what? A few months ago, Gold Corps agreed to pay $27 million to make us and the Indians go away they agreed to clean up the water in all 18 of those villages. You did that, you and you, USC. I was in Kenya about a year ago. After every Kenyan election for president, the country has broken out in riots with thousands of people killed and injured. The The riots always start when young men from different ethnic tribes trash the marketplaces in the center of the major cities. So UUSC had a brilliant, simple, but brilliant idea. Let's invest in those young men, those barbarians. Let's help them start their own businesses in the marketplace so that they would have a powerful reason not to destroy them, not to riot. And last April, Kenya had its first violence-free election in decades. Not a single marketplace destroyed. You did that, you and you, USC. One more example, this from northwest Arkansas. That's the center of the poultry industry. Well, poultry work is some of the most unpleasant work in the country. And so, of of course, who does it? undocumented workers, most of them undocumented women. Undocumented workers are Americans, uh, barbarians of today. Now, immigration is a complicated issue, but I think that almost all of us would agree that if a company hires you to do a job and you do it, then undocumented or not, they ought to pay you for it. But far too often, the big poultry companies just withhold the workers' wages. They steal them. There's no other word for it because they know that the workers will be too frightened to go to the authorities to complain. Well, UUSC is not letting them get away with that. So far, we and the workers have retrieved $600,000 in back wages and we'll get many, much more. You are doing that, you and UUSC. Well... There's, there's a lot more I don't have time to tell you about. We have stopped female genital mutilation in a wide area of Darfur, Sudan. We have brought water to Indian reservations in Central California, 13% of which had no access to potable water. You're doing all of this, you and you, USC. You're doing what, you're doing what the late, great evangelical preacher, Reverend Ike, called tangibilitating. You're tangibilitating your Unitarian Universalist values. And now you can even do it directly through a new project, a joint project of the Unitarian Universalist Association and the UUSC called the UU College of Social Justice. Through the College of Social Justice, we are bringing hundreds of Unitarian Universalists of all ages with us around the world to do hands-on service learning, hands-on social justice work one week at a time. We're bringing Unitarian Universalists with us to build eco-villages in Haiti, to work with migrants on the US-Mexican border and restaurant workers in Chicago, to confront poverty in India, to explore the civil rights heritage in the South. Uh, Check it out, UUCSJ, UU College of Social Justice. I know that all of us have a hundred different causes that we're asked to support, but there is only one that has all the following characteristics. It bears our Unitarian Universalist name and reflects our values. It spends 81 cents of every dollar on helping people and only 19 on overhead. It finds the most groundbreaking solutions to the world's problems and implements them cheaply. It makes sure women and women's interests are included in every project, and it's run by Bill Shoals. <laughs> no other organization can say all those things. I know it's very difficult for us to get beyond thinking of other people in terms of categories, Kenyan, lesbian, street person, barbarian. But at the heart of our religious faith is that conviction that a person's value comes not from a category to which he or she belongs, but from our common frailty. That's what, that's what George Orwell recognized in that soldier running away from him holding up his trousers. It's what another soldier in a very different war recognized to listen to the testimony of a truck driver who was witness to a massacre in Srebrenica in 1995 by Bosnian Serb soldiers of hundreds of Muslim men. The Muslims were bound and gagged and blindfolded, and then all of them were machine-gunned to death. There was silence after that, the truck driver later told UN investigators. There was silence after that, and then Out of that pile of dead bodies, not bodies really, just bits of flesh, out of that pile of flesh came a human being. I say a human being, but it was actually a boy of some five or six years. It was unbelievable, really. A human being came out and started walking right toward the men with machine guns. All of these soldiers had had no trouble shooting people. They had just done it. And the commanding officer shouted, shoot him, shoot the boy. But the soldiers just froze, and the boy kept walking toward them. Shoot him, God damn you, cried the officer. But, but they had all lowered their rifles, and the boy kept walking. And finally, he got to one of the soldiers who were just standing there, and one of the soldiers Maybe, maybe it was the one who had just killed his father. Who knows? One of the soldiers stuck out his hand and took the boy's hand and walked him over to my truck and said, Get him out of here. And I took him to the hospital. UUSC represents the best chance we have to see the human faces behind the labels and to turn our common frailty into a common commitment to the common good. So here's your chance now to rehabilitate my confidence in my preaching. (laughs) UUSC gets no financial support from the UUA. We work very closely with the UUA, but we're entirely independent governmentally. First Universalist reported to the UUA that you have 959 members. Of that, however, only 113 or 12% are current members of UUSC. I think you can do better than that, don't you? Our goal this morning is to add 79 new members so that you can say that 20% of your congregation our members. The suggested contribution is just $40. If you give us $100 or more, it will be matched dollar for dollar by our congregation in Shelter Rock, New York. If you can't afford $40, I'm going to take anything this morning and consider you a member in the interests of my preaching. (laughs) So just Fill out the envelope. If you're going to write a check, make it out to UUSC. Put it in the offering basket or put it in one of the baskets at the back or take it to our UUSC table in the coffee hall. I was, uh, I was in Texas a few months ago preaching to a congregation about half this size and they signed up 80 new members. Now, you hardy Minnesotans don't want to let those barbecue slurping bourbon-swigging, Rick Perry-governed Texans do better than you, do you? (laughs) Maurice, Maurice Sendak, the author of the great children's book Where the Wild Things Are, said that the favorite letter that he had ever received from a child was this one. Dear Mr. Sendak, How much does it cost to get where the wild things are? If it is not too expensive, my sister and I would like to spend the summer there. So join me where the wild things are. It's not too expensive because, you see, in the battle against anguish and despair, it's not enough to wish, not enough to talk, not enough to worship, not enough to hope, not enough to pray. They're all good. But they're not enough in the face of tyranny and repression what's required is to join hands to use our collective power to join your fellow unitarian universalists to make our values live and our faith shine so i hope you'll give me your hands i hope you'll give me your feet through the college of social justice i hope you'll give me your hearts and i hope you'll give me your money and together let's hear it for the barbarians let's embrace the barbarians. Let's stand with barbarians here, there, wherever they are found. Amen.